This is the Season Long Podcast in support of the YouTube channel Season Long Baller. Welcome to Season Long Podcast number 41. Thank you for joining us, and we'll hop right on into it as we review last week, which was a four-game week as we opened the week with the Philadelphia 76ers, then we faced the Pelicans, a loss to the Pacers, which we'll be talking about a little more at length, and then an overtime victory, a thrilling tooth-and-nail victory over the Phoenix Suns yesterday. So, first of all, we'll take a look at the 76ers game where the Wizards won by 20, a 72-52 win over the Sixers. As you see, the Wizards shot well, 55% from the field, 42% for the Sixers. And generally, with that kind of discrepancy, you are going to win the game. The Wizards led by Jamon Summers, as usual, 34 points with our player bill, 13 out of 18 from the field, and 5 out of 8 from deep. Summers was playing well. And, of course, Jordan Poole was the second leading scorer with 13 points, and he was 5 out of 7 from the field. But most significant, notice that Daniel Gafford has returned to the lineup as well. Now, he was only 1 out of 4 from the field, but now the Wizards have their defensive center back, and that changes everything. Now the Wizards have what is probably their best lineup, or debatable best lineup. Summers again, starting at the point guard, our player bill from NBA 2K23 and brought over to NBA 2K24. Then, uh, right at the two-guard position, uh, Kyle Kuzma and uh, Denny Avdia are playing the forwards, and then, of course, Gafford in the middle. This moves Poole to the sixth-man position, and I guess the odd man out is Tyus Jones. As you see, Jones did play four minutes in this game, and Poole played uh, nine minutes, but that has been a big difference for the Wizards, and the injury to Daniel Gafford may have ended up being a blessing in disguise. The Sixers were led by Joel Embiid, of course, with 19 points, 7 out of 11 from the field. Uh, Tyrese Maxey was only 5 out of 14 from the field and 0 for 3 from deep, and that is part of the reason why the Sixers lost this game. Now, taking a look at the Pelicans game, a 59-54 victory for the Wizards. Again, the Wizards shooting over 50%. Now, only 4 out of 11 from deep. And you see that the Pelicans there were almost 50% from deep, going 9 out of 19. But the Wizards overall were 52% from the field. The Pelicans were only 43% from the field. And the Wizards come away with a 5-point victory. Again, Jamont Summers with 21 on 7 out of 15 shooting. But you'll notice that Daniel Gafford is back in the groove here. 10 out of 14 from the field for 20 points along with 5 rebounds. Now, 0 for 2 from deep. (laughs) I mean, Gafford does not shoot uh, three-pointers, and you see he was even 0 for 1 from the line, but the big thing here, Gafford contributing in a major way with 20 points to be the Wizards' uh, second-leading score, and that is a major thing for the Wizards. The Pelicans were led by Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum. They were a thorn in our side the entire way. McCollum in the first half, Ingram in the second half, and you see Ingram with 27, McCollum with 17, uh, going 7 out of 14 for McCollum and 9 out of 17 for Ingram. Again, they combined for 44 of the 54 points that the Pelicans ended up scoring. Not quite enough, though, as the Wizards walk away with the 59-54 victory. Now, here's the big one here. The 68-65 loss to the Wizards uh, of the Wizards to the Pelicans. I mean, I'm sorry, to the Pacers. We've already played the Pacers three times, so I admit I am tired of facing the Pacers. Again, we'll talk about Tyrese Halliburton and the thorn he has been in my side all season. As you see, Jamon Summers had 27 points, 11 out of 19 from the field, and 3 out of 8 from deep. But the key sequence here was at the very end of the game. 
Obi Toppin hits a three to give the margin of what would end up being the margin of victory for the Pacers by three, 68-65. Halliburton gets fouled after a Wizards failed possession and misses both free throws. And here's what happens next. He misses the first, four seconds to go. Wizards could possibly get some. Halliburton with the second. He misses. Rebound Gafford. Wait, wait, wait. Why don't we call a timeout? Wait, wait. <laughs> Why didn't we call a timeout? We had a timeout, right? Okay, Kuzma's three-quarter length basket did shot attempt did hit the rim, but Wait, the Wizards lose by three, 68-65 on Toppin's three with 18 seconds to go. But why in the world did we not call timeout? So the big question is, why didn't we call timeout? There were four and a half seconds to go. And I thought initially, well, I'm complaining about this, but maybe we don't have a timeout to call. But going back and looking at the game, there it is. So why was there not a timeout call? Now, I know you could say season long baller, you should have called it. But of all the times, usually Uncell Jr. calls timeouts at odd situations. The computer calls them at odd times. So for sure, I'm thinking one timeout will advance the ball into half court for uh, into the front court. Four and a half seconds is plenty of time or at least a decent amount of time to get a halfway decent look at a three to tie the game. Instead, we get a three quarter length shot from Kyle Kuzma. Of obviously that misses and the Wizards go down 68-65 despite outshooting the Pacers slightly in this game uh, 53% to 52% and the biggest difference here is the Pacers were 10 out of 22 from three-point territory while the Wizards were only six out of 22 and as I mentioned Halliburton again Tyrese Halliburton who's a thorn in the side of most teams in the real NBA has definitely been a thorn in my side as Jamon Summers is usually guarding him as Halliburton, as you see, had 26 points, six assists, went eight out of 12 from the field and four out of seven from deep. But for me, the biggest thing is, again, why didn't we call timeout on that last portion of the game? I have no idea. This leads into yesterday, yesterday's game, a 76-74 tooth and nail thriller in overtime. Wizards over the Suns. The Wizards shot 49%. The Suns shot 45%. And this was a thrilling game. Go back and check that one out. It was a thrilling game all the way. As the Wizards shot 37% from the field. The Suns shot 35% from the field. Kevin Durant had 21. Bradley Beal had 19. Booker had 12. Nurchich had 12. As the Wizards, oh, sorry, as the Suns got balance scoring all the way. Uh, Durant and Beal both going 8 out of 14 from the field. And another reunion with a former wizard, Bradley Beal. He was part of the big three, if you want to call it, on NBA 2K23 for the Wizards, along with our player Bill Jamont Summers and now Boston Celtic Christoph Porzingis. The Wizards won the NBA title with that three, but we are subject to the real trades in the offseason. And obviously, you know, Beal is obviously in the Valley of the Sun now, and Christoph Porzingis is in Beantown. But a 76-74 victory for the Wizards, as Jamon Summers had 27 on 10 out of 25 shooting. We'll ignore all those shots and 4 out of 12 from deep. But Summers hit the key three-pointer, and that is our Jamon Summers play of the week. Now Booker in deep against Wright. He misses. Wright gets the rebound. Up to Summers. Will take the three. Nails it. Got it. Clutch three from Summers. I've been missing the whole. I don't know. What have I missed? The last eight in a row? Transition three from the top. Summers connects. And now 
It's a one-point lead for the Wizards with 31 seconds to go. No, we were not the most efficient from downtown, but when it came to the clutch three, we represented. And that was a key three-pointer, and the Wizards managed to hold on in overtime 76-74. Now, taking a quick look at some stats during the, uh, that are going on right now in our uh, simulation, Jamon Summers is leading the league, as I've mentioned, in minutes play, played at 20 minutes a game. Remember, we are playing six-minute quarters in our simulation, so when Jamon Summers comes out of the game, we are out of the game, and Summers leads the league at 20 minutes, and, is, and that is significant because I am worried that we are going to just be sluggish and worn out towards the end of the season. And right now, the Wizards are the two-seed in the East, and you see uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is, uh, along with uh, uh, Dante Booker, uh, uh, are both tied for second there at 19.2 minutes per game. Summers leads the league in double-doubles with five. Antetokounmpo is second with four, and you see Anthony Davis and, uh, and uh, Joker, and along with, um, yeah, both with Joker, both have three, and only Summers and Joker have triple-doubles at one apiece. As you see, Summers is seventh right now in three-point percentage at 47.4, uh, shooting at a 47.4% clip. And finally, Summers is second in the league in free throw attempts, only behind Joel Embiid. And you see Embiid is far and away ahead of everybody at 5.3 attempts a game. Summers is second at 4.4. And then Antetokounmpo is almost at four himself attempts a game at 3.9. And again, these are six-minute quarters, so some of your stats are compressed. And we'll take a look at some point in the season at the per 36 to give you a more rounded look at the statistics. So next week, here's what we've got on tap. First of all, there will not be a season-long podcast for Christmas Day or New Year's Day. So the next podcast, number 42, will be on January 8th. And you see we will be playing the Oklahoma City Thunder just a little bit later on that day uh, at home. So next week, we've got the Magic on the day after Christmas, two days after Christmas, taking on the, the Toronto Raptors. Then on December 29th, you know, taking on, taking on the Nets. And then on Sunday, December 31st, or New Year's Eve, Taking on our nemesis, of course, at home. The Atlanta Hawks and all these games are at home. Then, on January 3rd, two days after New Year's, we're taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we're playing a road-and-road game with the Cavaliers, staying in Cleveland on the 3rd and the 5th. And we will wrap up that week with the New York Knicks on January 6th. So that's pretty much your holiday schedule. But we will start off um, starting off today and the rest of this week Later on today, taking on the Sacramento Kings as we take, uh, continue our West Coast swing. Then on Thursday, taking on the Portland Trailblazers. And Friday, taking on Golden State. All of these games on the road. Thank you for watching the season-long podcast. And thank you for joining us on all of our games. Season's greetings and Merry Christmas to you. Christmas to you and yours. That's it for this edition of the season-long podcast number 41. That's it for season-long baller. Peace.